How's it going? How's it going? And welcome to From the Sidelines. My name's Josh Duvall, and I'm here with Chad Davis, Devin Davis, and that's right, I did say the word and, because we got somebody very special back on this podcast, back from the dead, long-awaited return, we got the king, Noah Tyree. What's up, Noah? Bro, I'm trying to finish my fruit snacks. Hang on. I didn't think you were doing it that quick. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is going on? I'm glad to be back. I thought I had more time on the introduction, but that's why I stuffed my face with Mott's Fruit Snacks. We are not sponsored. (laughs) I hope everybody is having a good time. I'm glad to be back. Let's talk some sports as I still eat my fruit snacks. All right. Well, while you're munching on those fruit snacks, we're getting ready to swallow them. Um, <laughs> be sure to follow us on Instagram at FTS pod. Follow us on Twitter at the FTS pod, email us at the FTS pod at gmail.com. And we've got something brand new coming out for you all. It's a new website. Be sure to look at that at the FTS pod.wixsite.com backslash FTS pod. So like Noah said, while he was downing, uh, fruit snacks, let's talk about some NBA. And the main thing that's happened this past week in the NBA is, of course, the NBA draft. Devin, what you thinking about the NBA draft? Uh, I would say I would say it was pretty pretty chalky. Things kind of went as expected. A couple of guys fell further than they probably should have, and uh, we had a couple of surprises. But I mean, it was pretty quiet with trades through the through the lottery. There wasn't much much activity or action going on early on in the draft, and uh, it was kind of I mean I mean it was kind of just. Like there's was, there wasn't much hype around this draft class, and the draft didn't really play out as exciting as 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 anyone would have anticipated. So I mean, it's kind of un- un- underwhelming to to be honest. Yeah, I believe the word you're looking for is garbage. Well, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was gonna say meh. I don't know who in this draft is gonna pan out and be good. There's like two guys that I know is gonna be good, but like all these guys, it's just like, eh, you know, eh. Outside of Anthony Edwards and James Wiseman, even uh, just me, I know it's unpopular opinion, but just me, I think Lamella Ball is going to be a bust. I don't know what the Hornets were doing this whole draft, but uh, yeah, all their picks were just garbage. Sorry, Hornets. Well, that gets to my question, I guess. I was going to ask, like, out of all the picks, I feel like Lamella is the most interesting because, you know, like you all said, this draft class is awful. So I would love to hear your opinions on LaMelo. It's kind of an undecided opinion. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's always a, there's a risk um, that's uh, going to be following him, but I feel like there could be a reward. I mean, he's got the passing ability, but I don't know if he's going to have the scoring ability in the NBA. I think he's, what, he's six seven and like 185 pounds. That's too little. I mean, he is not going to be able to get in the paint. He's going to have to rely on his shot, and which is I not good. Really, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say it's not good, but I don't think it's consistent enough for the NBA. So I think if he wants to really make an impact, and I don't know, maybe one day being an all be an all star, which is not going to happen, I think he's going to have to work on his shot for sure. I just want nothing to do with Levar Ball, especially if oh, he's not going to be he anything might, special yeah. like. Hey, here's what I want. I want the one-on-one with Michael Jordan. Oh, who doesn't? Yeah, who right. doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that's what that? I want. <laughs> that's that's going to be primetime television right it'll there. Be like play, play, it'll be like me playing It'll be like me playing one-on-one against Josh. Just I'm just winning 21-0, like not even 
No, he's not even on getting on the scoreboard. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna just gonna cut him off right there. Uh Devin will never twenty one mil. I don't care how many surgeries Josh has had on his ankle. He can walk around with wooden stilts as ankles. You're still not twenty one milling. <laughs> I guarantee I will. Bro, as long as I keep making shots, he's not getting the ball, so he's not scoring. Not getting the ball? What are you talking about? Okay, whatever. Yeah, you're not gonna touch the ball. Make it take didn't it. Know, uh, not touching didn't the know ball. Devin had Kyrie handles. <laughs> I can't say I've ever seen that. I can't, I can't say either of us have seen that. So, Secondly, there's a lot of a uh, lot of options for you all to choose this with. Uh, I, <laughs> I already have my pick for it, honestly. So uh, who is going to be the biggest bust out of this class? So many choices. Patrick Williams. <laughs> I mean... I mean, they drafted him, and they already have Laurie Markkinen and Wendell Carter, uh, and they drafted Patrick Williams at four for some reason. Very overrated in the draft. I don't know how he went that high. I was expecting him to go, like, I don't know. He was going to go lottery, but I was thinking lower lottery. Uh, I think he'll be a bust. Yeah, I was a bit surprised to see him go four. There was a lot of momentum leading up to the draft that he was going to rise in lottery, but, I mean, four was a bit high. There wasn't a clear... <laughs> There wasn't a, it felt like there was a top three, and then four was always like, you know, take like, choose grabs. your own adventure. Like, who knows? And the thing was, he didn't even, like, start in college. Like, yeah, he didn't even start in college. He averaged, what, like, nine and four? Among Us joke, but that's kind of sus to me, so. I don't, I don't know. He wasn't even the best three and D guy on his team. Uh, so, I'm not, I'm not anticipating anything spectacular from Patrick Williams. Chad, what do you think? Uh, my pick... My pick's definitely going to be Jalen Smith, mainly just because the Suns never do anything smart on draft night, uh, and they're drafting a center when they already have DeAndre Ayton. That really isn't even a position of value in the NBA nowadays, so it's just like, what are you doing? But it's no surprise coming from the Suns. Yep, he took my pick. I was going to say Jalen Smith. You know, the Suns, I, I don't know how many times... They're going to do this, but they're, I don't want them to waste another player's potential, but they can't develop a player correctly if their life depended on it. Outside of Booker and maybe Aiden, like, I just, I don't, I don't really agree with their decisions on how they draft or how they handle their draft picks. Yeah, this is a team that drafted uh, DeAndre Aiden over Luka Doncic and then <laughs> proceeded to draft Cameron Johnson and Jalen Smith in back-to-back -back drafts. So, I mean, what an, what an abysmal... No wonder, no wonder Devin Booker wants out of there. Makes sense. Now uh, let's 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 reverse this question. Let's, instead of talking about bust, who do you think is going to be you know like surprising? Who do you think's going to come out of this draft class looking pretty decent? We want to go with the Euro guy from <laughs> for the Thunder, just for a fun time. I like having a fun time. Go let's for it. Fun, let's have a fun time. I feel like we have another Chris Stapps. You know, I'm going to give him the benefit of a doubt. Can you tell me what his name is though? Uh, <laughs> as, no, I can't. I'm not even gonna butcher this on live air. I'm not gonna disrespect the man. I Alexej Pokusevsky. Alexej. No, I think the J makes a Y sound. Alexei. Oh, oh. Alexei Pokusevsky. Yes, I believe that's correct. Yeah, well, that guy. He had. I mean, even like they even messed it up during the draft, right? 
I don't know. Probably. I mean, All I know is that this man is built like Chris Stapps, a, a very skinnier version. Very skinnier version. He looked like he could move a little quicker. And I'm just going off the, the package they had at the NBA draft. I haven't seen anything about him play. But I just – I feel like – he might actually have some potential to him. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him the benefit of the doubt. The Thunder are usually good with their Euro recruits and their scouts and everything. Seems like the only place they scout of is Europe, but that's a different topic. But I, I'm going to give him the benefit of a doubt. I'm going to do that. He is seven foot. And like I said, seven foot moving the way that it looked like he was moving on his package. It, it looked like he was moving fairly well for a seven foot guy. And it looked like he had a shot. I, the shot, granted, it is Euro, so the three-point line is a little closer to the basket than us. But I, I'll give him a shot. All right, Devin, who you got? Uh, my my uh, favorite sleeper pick, or later later than lottery pick, uh, is going to be Tyrell Terry. Fell all the way to the second round. Somehow, somehow criminal that he fell that far. But as soon as as soon as the Mavericks had the first pick in the second round, you knew he was going going to Dallas. The Mavericks have been really savvy with their drafts, and I mean, I think it's I think it like he can play perfectly with Luca. So I mean, when you're able to get such a such a like good off ball two way combo guard in the draft. Um, he's a bit raw and a little undersized, so that's probably why some teams had some concerns and he slipped as far as he did. But I definitely like the potential there, and uh, he's really just kind of all around as a good a good combo guard that can play either the one or the two. I'm gonna go with our boy Tyrese Maxey. He was projected lottery all year last year, fell to 21 uh, last week. He's he's on a good team in Philly. Uh, just needs to improve on get a more consistent shot because Philly kind of lacks shooters, and I think that's kind of what they what they need next year. But uh, yeah, I think he can develop into a solid uh, backup guard role for them. No. <laughs> you got something to say? <laughs> I would have chose quickly before I chose Maxi. Hey, at least quickly can shoot. That's what I was gonna say. Like, at least he has a shot developed first, so I'd put that with him. And I don't know, Maxi just is way too inconsistent. Like, let, let me make this game-winning three against Michigan State, but then the rest of the year have a struggle from making it from the corner. Like, I can't, I can't get behind that, especially in the NBA in a shortened college season. That's not, I can't get behind that. At least quickly was consistent with his shot. I think I think right now I kind of, I kind of agree with that. I think Quickly's floor is higher than Maxie's, um, but I think Maxie's ceiling is higher. Yeah, that I'll give. Yeah, that I will give. Granted, Maxie is more athletic. I would say that. No, oh, yeah, he, definitely. He's way more athletic than Quickly. So, like, I get it's basically an order of preference. Like, do you want athleticism to develop on, or do you want shooting? And in today's NBA, I'm gonna take shooting. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna my guy. I'm, I'm I'm thinking about going with Josh Green. I think I think he'll be a good fit for the the Mavericks and Devin's going kind of bananas there. I don't know I don't know what happened to him, but uh, uh it's just like I mean, you know out of all the all the names I thought you were gonna say that would have been like you know one of the last picks. Why is that? Why is that? Um, because I don't exactly know what he's good at. He's an, ath- like he's he's an athletic. He's a, he's he's a freak really good at defending. Guy. He's a freak athletically. 
That's what like, I'm saying. He's going to be a good fit for the Mavericks. You got Luca. He's got the shot. You've got Chris Stapps holding down the paint, who can also spread the floor. Yeah, but I feel like they, gotta give, they get a guy like Josh Green. Got that athleticism. Got that defense. You know. But I feel like if I'm going to try to draft that type of player, I want to mold them into a three and D guy. Maybe they can. But instead, he's just the defense guy. Like he doesn't have the three point, <laughs> the three point aspect of that. So I mean, maybe they develop it. Maybe they do. But uh, kind of question that pick. You question all of my picks. It's okay. Well, I guess now it's time we uh, we kind of recap the the lottery. So as um, well, I guess well, Evan's calling time now. What are we play. doing? What are we doing? I'm gonna recap the lottery. I was gonna go. What does that even mean? Going to recap what happened in the lottery. <laughs> but nothing, NBA nothing draft. happened. Literally nothing happened. What are we doing for this episode then? <laughs> We're talking about. I have another good question. Well, okay. Bang it. What, what do you got for me? So we talked about uh, our favorite and worst picks of the draft. What teams do you guys think had the best draft? And what team do you guys think had the worst draft? This includes all the. All the pre-draft moves, all the trades involving draft picks. I mean, you got you got teams like the Pistons acquiring extra picks in this draft for some reason. I don't know. I'll, I'll open the floor, see see if oh, you guys man. got any teams that you thought blew you away. I feel like the Thunder blew it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know why. They had a prime opportunity to get Jaden McDaniels or... RJ Hampton was available at that point too before they traded down. I I don't I I know I said like I'd give the guy a chance, but we had every opportunity to take somebody at least we knew would work out or like have a chance to work out. Instead, we're taking a shot on nobody. Like and right. Then I I don't know. I there are so many better choices that would fit them to put along Shea like. To me, I felt like if we put J.D. McDaniels with Shea, holy moly, we might have something there. But I'm not Sam Presti, so what would I know? They also had pick 25. You know who went there? Quickly. You could have had Quickly and McDaniels. Instead, they traded up for, again, for whatever reason, and got the pick 17. They gave up both of those picks. They could have gotten... Oh, I don't need to look at the name. Pakusevsky probably could have gotten him at 25. I yeah. I would have took Precious over him. Like, there's so many players that could have done that. Yeah, I don't I, Yeah, I would have taken <laughs> the next five picks over him. I mean, Josh Green, <laughs> Sadiq Bey, Precious Achiwa, Tyrese Maxey. I mean, yeah, say that name. Say that name. Say that one. Say the last name of that one, Josh. Say the last one. name of what? Oh, oh, Zeke uh, Najee. Zeke Najee. <laughs> oh, you said it right? Oh, I can't pronounce that. <laughs> Noah sees two N's and he'd probably be like, Ninaji. <laughs> That's exactly what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the Thunder lost this draft. I think the Bulls lost this draft. Uh, I think Timberwolves did good this draft. I mean, Anthony Edwards and Jalen Green, or Jaden McDaniels. Jalen Green's next year, what am I thinking? Uh, Jaden McDaniels, so I think they, they did good in the draft. Yeah, I agree. The Timberwolves definitely had a good draft. Uh, they probably take the king draft spot for me. Jade McDaniels and uh, Anthony Edwards already put it at a B plus grade for me. So I can't say they had the best draft, but they definitely got my favorite player in this draft, the Warriors. 
Added James Wiseman, who's going to be a stud center. Big, big fan of his shot blocking. Uh, but unfortunately, Clay is now hurt and out for another year, so I don't know how much it'll matter. But uh, that was a position of need for the Warriors, and I like like the draft spot for him. I did see something on Instagram earlier today about where he got drafted to, like where it might hurt him a little bit, because the Warriors never really needed that big man to do much. They just needed a blocking board type of guy. And I feel like James Wiseman's a little bit too athletic just to waste that on boards and blocks. And unless they change the offense up a little bit, I really don't see him thriving there, but I do see him thriving somewhere. Here's what I think. I think they got to change up that offense because if I had a choice between Draymond or James Wiseman, I'm already taking James Wiseman. I will say it any day of the week, 24-7. I will say it in my sleep. Draymond Green is highly overrated. I don't really think he can do much. He just does a tiny bit of everything. So he already feels like a bench player. What's I? I don't. What's the point of giving him so many minutes and so much money? You're just wasting your time and your weight. At that point, if they continue doing that next year, they're wasting James Wiseman's potential. So I think they go the James Wiseman route and kind of play off Draymond a little bit. My uh my my selection for uh the team that won the draft night comes from a team that didn't even make a pick. They didn't make a single selection, and that's probably why I think they won the draft. Because who wants to pick in this? Well, draft class anyway <laughs> but the team i think that won the draft the los angeles clippers they were able to make one trade one trade and i think it was probably my favorite trade of the night they acquired luke Kennard for next to nothing they traded landry salmon and what rodney magruder some other pieces that are relevant and i think stealing luke Kennard from the pistons who rookie gm doesn't know what he's doing completely absurd the pistons just worst offseason to date but regardless i think the clippers had a really savvy move they were able to upgrade at their two guard they lost mondra's Harrell in free agency i mean they replaced him with Ibaka, but i really like what they've done to strengthen their nine-man rotation heading into the season and i think the luke Kennard acquisition was really crucial in that can we talk about how poorly those free agency signings were like can we just make fun of detroit as a collective whole for a second Go for you it. Got, you got Jeremy Grant for sixty million over three, just three years. You signed Mason Plumley for twenty five, and then was, uh, and, and then on top of it, you're just gonna take some some no name guy like Jaleel Okafor or just wasting I don't know like four million for nothing. Jaleel Okafor like- has proven countless times that he is not going to be good in the NBA. He had a streak for like a couple weeks where he was kind of decent, but that's it. Hearing some of these free agency spots and how much money they're giving is just making it criminal for guys like Steven Adams, who gets the two-year 35 mil contract extension, but guys like Mason Plumley, like you say, get the money he got, or Dario gets the 327. Like, I'm, no, 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 no. I, I don't... I don't... I don't agree with that. Some of these people are getting signed money they do not deserve, and people like Steven Adams are getting underpaid. I'd pay some of these rookies more than Mason Plumley off a rip. Honestly, honestly, that like I would do the same thing. But some of these rookies are getting like, it, please correct me if I'm wrong, but the Brandon Ingram contract have one good year and get 158 mil. Like, are you serious? Out of five years, that's a little much. Meanwhile, you got guys like Alfred Payton for only five million. I I don't un- yeah I don't understand this. Don't get like, it. 
he did win most improved. Good for him. But that's one year to win an award like that, and you're gonna get max contract. I am not on the Mason Plumley train. I would give him a happy meal. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like why why let Christian Wood walk if we're just gonna spend all our free agency money on on guys Grand worse than Christian Plumley. Wood? Yeah, like Christian Wood showed he had something left. Like he's like has potential. Like what are you what are you getting? And like they made they made trades to acquire uh, Deadman and Magruder who had non guaranteed second year deals, so they could do what? Strip wave and stretch them. Why would we want cap space the next two off seasons when we can just we can just take up all of our cap space this off season with guys like Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley. Solid solid moves from Troy Weaver. Solid moves. I honestly that's GM of the year award type stuff. Speaking of free agency, what do y'all? Y'all think the Marcus Cousins deserved that second chance? <laughs> or third or fourth or however many times. <laughs> I mean, the Rockets are desperate for a big man, so. I guess. I mean, that makes sense, but. Yeah, I mean, I always I always want the best for our UK guys, so. Go ahead, give it to him. Hopefully he can produce something and, you know, at least to get your money's worth, hopefully. I'd like to get your all's reactions on uh, some of these transactions and trades made by our own Thunder, Sam Presti. Uh, kind of put me through a roller coaster of emotions uh, this past week. Uh, I was on top of the world. First movie did trade trading away Chris Paul. You know we we the, the Rockets had to trade us a first round pick just to take him and. Here we are sending him to the Suns. Don't know what they're doing. Chris Paul doesn't fit what they're trying to do. But we get a first, we flip him into a nut, yet another first-round pick. Plus, we get solid role players like Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, good point guard. Another first-round pick, a second-round pick. I mean, get in here. I'll take that all day. Then, right, bef- right before the draft, we trade for Al Horford. Uh, used to be an all-star. Kind of washed now, but I'll still take it, you know. I'll still take it. Uh, we didn't really give give up much for him, just like, you know, Terrence Ferguson. Uh, Danny Green, by the way, who I don't know why we traded for to begin with. I would rather have Schroeder, but, you know, I'll just I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take I'd good I'd rather have a rock. Than Danny Green? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so those were the good moves that I liked. What do you what do y'all think about those? Perfect. Like, I mean, he, what Sam Presti has done has been unbelievable. I mean, the... The potential for the Thunder in the next ten years is otherworldly. So I'm I was all for those those uh, those moves that he made. Well, the, the, was, the specific ones that you said. I just want to clarify that. Who was it in the group chat earlier in the week? They called him Sam Finesti. Oh, that was me. <laughs> that, that was a good one. That's exactly <laughs> what he did. He was finessing a lot of these GMs out of good players, and then he decided to play himself. I. I don't even want to talk about it because it hurts how bad, like, not, I don't think it was that bad, but it was pretty bad how he blew it up. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was looking forward to all that. I was on top of the world. Then we trade away Ubre to Golden State, get another first round pick, whatever, whatever. You know, I, I'd still rather have like Ubre and Rubio along with what our current roster was at that time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just me. Um, and then draft night, we trade away those two first-round picks, trade up. Uh, I didn't like that move either. Plus, got rid of Rubio, so there goes another player. Oh, well, we got Steven Adams, at least, still. 
nope, trade him to the Pelicans for George Hill and, I don't know, Darius Miller, our Kentucky boys. We got like three Kentucky players on the Thunder now. We like that. Uh, but yeah, Josh, your boy, Steven Adams, Kiwi is uh, no longer on the team. I was crying, dude. I saw that and like, I could not sleep that night. Like, I was just so sad. He was my favorite. He was like my favorite player, man. Well, at least you're not alone because every comment section involving that trade was like, it's not going to look right without a Thunder jersey. And it's not. It's not going to look right without a Thunder jersey. Yeah, that was a great trade. I know Devin's got something to say. That was was a great trade. I don't know what you guys are talking about. What was was wrong with it? Well, no, it's not. Nothing. Nothing's wrong with it. It's just I get the purpose behind the trades. I do. Like, we're just going to commit to the rebuild full on. Like we, we have the picks to do it. Let's just get rid of everything we have and try and get more for it. And I understand that, but it's not. You still, Some assets can stay and still develop a future. Like, okay, but you yeah you see I would agree with that when it comes to Rubio, and Ubre. However, Stephen Adams last year only averaged what uh, ten and nine. Like he, uh, nothing. Well, his are, it nothing also went down so. You can only do so much with the amount of minutes you're given. I, I mean, I think that says something about the player, though, doesn't it? I think that says something about the depth we have. <laughs> I mean, he's already 27. I don't see how he's going to shape into the Thunder's future, especially if Presti was committed to full tank committing for yeah, Cade that's, Cunningham. That's true. That's so fine. I think when you can move $28 million off the books and still pick up an additional pick... I, I'm completely happy with that move. I cried for a while after that, but then I kind of went straight-faced realizing that. So, yeah, I, I, I went from a frown to a, okay. But I, I will say this. I mean, think about what the Pelicans are going to have down low. They're going to have two behemoths in Zion and Adams. They're going to have a lot of strength down there. So you got freaking Aquaman and... Oh yeah, this is gonna be good. I, yeah, I gotta hear. I'm this. trying to think of a comparison for Zion. Um, I don't know. I was gonna say like a truck. <laughs> I don't know what to compare him to. <laughs> a truck. Don't. Just a literal, just a literal like object. I mean, <laughs> just a big strong object. But yeah, I think I think I think they'll they'll have something decent there in in New Orleans. Yeah, they also got some draft picks so. And uh, here today, uh, about an hour or two before this recording, uh, the Warriors got granted a disabled player exception up to 9.3 mil. Who do you all think the Warriors should sign with that since they already addressed their big man issue? Do you think they should replace with Clay or get a little more depth and stretch it out? Couldn't that be anybody? What do you mean? Couldn't that just couldn't they just sign anybody just like that's available? Yes, yeah. they can. I don't know who that would be. Like I said, that could literally be literally be anybody. Can't say I I know either. I mean, uh, well, you, you don't know who. Would... I mean, Shabazz Napier. I don't. Reggie know. Jackson still. I... <laughs> Is the free agency list that short and awful? I mean, Shabazz uh, Napier. Let's see. Let's see. We got Jordan. Mag- Laughlin, we got Harrison. we got the goat Shabazz Napier. We got the All Star himself, Shaquille Harrison. We've got the greatest of all time, Kyle Korver. Okay, 
All right, you know what? Never mind. The Warriors would be better actually, off just keeping a 9.3 mil and spinning a clash. Actually, hold up. They got Rondé Hollis Jefferson on here. They could be something. But I wouldn't mind getting him. I wouldn't give him nine all of it, all that money. I'd give him like 1.5. Yeah, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, 9.3 mil. Yeah. Yeah, Yogi Yogi Ferrell. I mean, he he flashed a couple of flashed a couple of times. I would give him about 4.5 out of that. I would give Yogi Ferrell 100 mil a year. Okay, let's calm down there. <laughs> Do you, so what? So we replaced the shooter with the shooter, even though Yogi. I mean, I don't know. Is he a shooter? I don't really know what he is. He's just short. He's just undersized. Incredible. <laughs> he is undersized for yeah. Well then, I guess the Warriors. First on Ilyasova. Okay, no. Right. Been there, done that. I mean, right. every team in the league has had him, and he has not done really much of anything. Okay. He's just now, been there. Like I said, the Warriors can just take that nine point three mil and take out the players to dinner. Do whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what dinner is that? Just buy all their players a car. <laughs> yeah, like just do something with the money. Yeah, just, Steve Kerr comes in the locker room. He's like, "Guess what, everybody? We're getting Lambos." <laughs> Wait, all, everybody's gonna get a Lambo at nine point three mil? Probably. Yeah. And they're what three hundred thousand dollars? Well, I mean, how many guys they got? I don't know. Fifteen man roster. So. Okay, well, we'll get them. They're about they're about four hundred thousand dollars, yeah. If not, and get them a Tesla, get them the Cybertruck. Yeah, just get a nice car for the whole team. <laughs> well, uh, since we've been talking about uh, some young guys with the with the draft going on tonight, uh, not tonight, but I mean we're talking about it tonight. Um, let's talk about some even younger guys, uh, college guys specifically. Talk about our boys over. Over in blue in Lexington, KY, Kentucky Wildcats played Moorhead State today. Pooped on them. What do you guys think about our team this year? Uh, Davy Mintz has the greatest shot form in the SEC and possibly in the NCAA. <laughs> Did be looking smooth. Did be looking smooth. I I don't know what. Our team looks like we can actually shoot a little bit this year. I'm pretty happy on that. If we could fix the air ball issue, yeah. Brandon but, Boston. Hey, he got the. I felt he, like I feel like a lot of players this year might need a few minutes to warm up. Devin Askew in particular. They both of those guys definitely did a lot better in the second half. Indeed, indeed. So I will give them that. Maybe just takes a minute. And it was the first game of the season in a whole different format. I hate the way the court looks with during COVID times. I, <laughs> those giant about, stickers. Uh, you're talking about the oh giant stickers? Are you talking oh, about the benches? It's gracious. It's atrocious. Like, it's just, it's a whole new different thing for them. We've, I'm going to be a little lenient on the on the guys. It's a, Especially to the transferred players, it's a little different for them too. Particularly like Mints or something coming from Creighton and coming to the SEC where it's a little more watched. So, I, I feel like they had some pressure on them. They played well, but you could tell that it was a little eye-opening for them. We got a lot of length. We're going to be good defensively. Very not tall about team. That. Very tall team. We only have, what, like a few guys that are under 6'7"? Yeah. Yeah. And they, I mean, have, yeah, I, they have the athleticism oh. to complement it as well. I'll say that about Askew. He was very defensive. Is it pronounced Askew? Ask you or skew, one or the other. Ask you. <laughs> Are you even pronouncing the A? It sounds like you're saying skew. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. He's great. Yeah, he's great defensively. I I take him any chance I got on the defensive side of the ball. Ashton Hagen's with a shot. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, it's only been one game, but that's what I'm hoping. What do you guys think about um, Isaiah Jackson? Dude can dunk from the free throw line. Dude can windmill from the free that. throw line. Now he looked, he looked pretty decent. Um, shot for him kind of looks a little weird, but they were going in, and I mean, he was doing really well on defense, keeping his ground, staying planted, and obviously that that nasty block he had. So I, I think True. he's going to look good. Yeah, he definitely seems like a very high energy, high motor, athletic guy that can do a lot of things on both sides of the ball. So he's I, fast, very, so yeah, fast. Yeah, fast. They say he's the fastest guy on our team, right? And he's six ten. Yep. I mean, that's insane. Th- three fourths court sprint. That's insane. So out of out of our team this year, who's like, who's the guy you think is gonna break out and just go off? Br. BR, John Wall, or Anthony Davis? Terrence Clark. Clark or Jackson? Clark or Jackson? We're sleeping on BJ Boston. Or, honestly, I can't say it uh, after one game. I mean, he was yeah. he was underwhelming tonight, and he still was our leading scorer? Wasn't he our leading scorer? Him or Clark? I think they both had similar numbers. But he got, he got MVP. Uh, uh, Boston. Wait, Boston? What? Boston got MVP. But how much? He didn't even play well. Yeah, he got MVP as we're... Boston was our leading scorer, yes. Yeah, and he didn't even play well. So I think the ceiling is the limit. Yeah, I think... And, like, you could tell, like, especially between him and Clark... Like, even in the first half when neither one of them were really doing that well, Cal was leaving them out there. Um, so I think he kind of wanted to get them to get that experience and get them going, kind of open uh, open their eyes a little bit, wake up. So I think I think Cal's going to have those two guys, like, whipped into good shape by the time March comes around. I did see – this is something I've not really seen from Calipari in the last years or so um, – the man was encouraging him to keep shooting after even missing. He wants his team to shoot. I've not really heard of him wanting to do that. I've heard of him wanting to space the floor out to the three-point line, but then we would move it in. But this man wants the kids to shoot. Something's different. And then the lobs were absurd. Like, I've never seen so many lobs thrown. Like, I, we get lobs every year. Of course we have guys that can do it. But we were throwing lobs at inopportune times we shouldn't. Like, they're trying to make opportunities out of nothing. Like I, I don't, I don't know what it is. Right, it definitely felt a little different from previous years. And uh, yeah, just the way they were playing and how fast it was moving and what they were, what he was wanting the kids to do, it, it just, it was a whole different experience. All right, and speaking of Morehead, we're gonna move past the past matchup and uh, talk about this Richmond matchup because a, I heard the commentary team talk about it for the thirty minutes of the last half. And it was really annoying because <laughs> they th- they think it's going to be a marquee matchup of the weekend that everybody should see. So who who do you think is going to help us the most in that match? Because he was right. They have a DPOY and the point guard. I can't think of his name right now. I can't name anybody on Richmond. I think we're going to. Oh. 
I've never been into my A10 team, so. <laughs> I mean, I was really excited. I was really excited for Richmond this season, but once they lost uh, Nick Sherrod, as kind of kind of underwhelming. What else they have behind him? But, I'm I'm de- personally I'm definitely more excited for the Kansas game on Tuesday. As am I. Everybody is. Everybody is, but for a low marquee matchup, I mean, I see why Richmond would be pointed out to us, but yeah. I just don't get why literally the game after Richmond is Kansas and the whole time they're like, Richmond's going to be a test. I mean, Kentucky's no, really got to come out and do time. good. I mean, Richmond, <laughs> Richmond was supposed to be a top 20 team before uh, Sherrod went down. So I, that's I mean, true, that's true, but yeah, like, that's true. I, Guys, we're going to be fine. It's Richmond. That's right. Exactly. How that's good right. they are. They're Richmond. We're going to be fine. Yeah. So okay, that's no offense. offense. So was Evansville. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. The A10's a rather good conference. Rhode Island, Richmond, Rice is good at times. Like, it's not nothing right. to doubt on them. Okay. Oh, love Rice. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. I think uh, Jacob Gilliard will be a really interesting test for Devin Askew, though. Uh, good defensive guard with a high motor and can really do things on both sides of the ball. So. I think that'll be a really nice test for our young, our young starting point guard. I think it will be a decent test, but I still got this feeling that Devin Askew is going to do good next game. I, I feel like he's going to, like he's going to embrace that test and just show him why he reclassified and still got that starting point guard position. So, you know what? You did bring that out. That that's a good point. That is a very good. Point. That's that says a lot. He got like they were saying, you know, Cal. He's like, he's talking about how uh, Devin Askew is his guy over mints you know like this older guy grad transfer like i mean well not grad transfer but transfer um you know it kind of says something about how talented uh askew could be like i mean if he's playing with guys who are all older than him and he's still got that point guard position i mean unlock that's that says a lot about kind of dog he is so yeah so I look, I, like I, look for, I look for him to thrive against the competition. I like having options. One guy has a bad game, the other guy can step up. Oh my god, it's it's so good. It's like, I mean, we have so many options. I mean, we got options down low. We got options at the guard position. We got options in the middle. It's like it's like low. it's like when you go to the Thanksgiving table, you just see all of these sides, all of these enticing, appetizing just dishes just lined from wall to wall you got the corn you got the mashed potatoes you got the sweet potatoes you <laughs> name it they got it stuffing you can't forget stuffing that's, that's just a new quote you got the corn you know when a team's uh, good the, they got the corn the cream corn the cream corn it's a little bit saucy I just, I just, it's got some crunch i don't know if i would have i don't know if i would have personally i don't know if i would have let off with corn when it comes to thanksgiving you know but yeah, well you, you know. can't be I mean, you got to be original about it. You can't just start off with turkey like everybody else. And to what That's Devin a- said, if and to what Devin said, if you don't eat stuffing, you're a psycho. Thank I you. agree. I agree. If stuffing you don't is eat stuffing. You are a psycho. <laughs> stuffing, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, essential. I don't know. My grandmother makes these like baked apple pies, and she puts like sugar on it. Those are Ooh. those are essential. Those are essential. crucial. I'm a, I'm a big essential pumpkin pie guy. Big ah, it's just too basic. Guy. It's just too basic. Basic? What it is basic? basic. Pumpkin pie is the most basic thing ever. It's more basic than Every turkey. Every white girl just got offended at you right now. 
Do white girls like pumpkin pie? I don't even know. I don't know if that's necessary. <laughs> you don't know that? What? Pumpkin, pumpkin <laughs> pie latte or spice latte. Ah, okay, well that, that that's a drink it's like, it's like pie. apple pie, drink pecan pumpkin pie. pie. <laughs> All of these other pies are so much better. Alright, I mean, it's either pumpkin pie for me or uh, coconut pie. Coconut I don't know, cream but pie. Coconut's trash. Coconut you... cream pie is the Coconut move. cream pie slaps. It does slap. <laughs> it slaps. Slaps. Chad doesn't. I'm not Chad even a big coconut guy. Like, I don't, I'm know. not a big. I'm not a big almond joy guy. Like I don't like coconut that often. Josh, man. you know the best. You know the best <laughs> place with coconut uh, cream pie. Frishes. Favas. Favas. Was, oh, yeah. Favas. Favas. I think you know. Honestly, I yeah. think we should just at this point we need to just make like a. Pie bracket. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> do some polls. Absolutely. We're going to do that. And to anybody listening to this podcast from wherever location in the world you are, Lexington, Kentucky, or Lexington, Virginia, please come to Georgetown, Kentucky and have favas and eat their coconut cream pies so you can understand the love we have for it. <laughs> Immaculate. Immaculate. On, on, on that note, I think we should wrap it up. Devin? Go for it. All right, and that'll do it for another episode of the From the Sidelines podcast. As as Josh mentioned earlier, check out our new website. You can check it out at www.theftspod.wixsite.com backslash ftspod. Let us know what you guys think about the new website. We'll have it updated in our links and our social media, so you can just go to our social media page on Instagram at ftspod and on Twitter at the FDS Pod, and you can find the link to our website directly. If you want to hear, if you have any thoughts on this episode or any any draft predictions or who who do you think is going to be the next LeBron James out of this draft class, feel free to shoot us an email to theftspod at gmail.com. <laughs> hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Oh, you're old to assume a LeBron James is going to come out of this draft. Class. I probably would have personally said, you know, who do you think's the next Yogi Ferrell's going to be? <laughs> Anthony Bennett. How about that? Yeah. God. Well, bye. Have a great time. I have a great time, everybody. Devin's... Uh, <laughs>